Welcome to A Legacy of Generosity, a podcast produced by the Leave a Legacy Committee of the Minnesota Gift Planning Association. You'll hear lessons learned, trends, and best practices from experienced gift planning professionals to help you succeed in increasing legacy gifts for your organization. We are grateful to our sponsors, the Minnesota Initiative Foundations. To learn more about the work they do, visit greaterminnesota.net. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone. This is Mark Benkin with the Legacy of Generosity podcast. We are celebrating our one-year anniversary with this episode, and so we would like to take a few minutes just to uh, to answer some questions and maybe uh, give this opportunity uh, to my colleagues to for all of us to share a little bit more about ourselves. Blah. Okay, I'm going to turn it over to Carl Newbanks, a.k.a. Burger Flipper. Yes, thanks, Mark. And yeah, and for everybody listening, there's a long story behind a burger flipper name that I use online, but we're not going to talk about that right now. <laughs> oh, why not? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we are supposed to get our, we're, we're, the point of this is to get to know the co-hosts a little bit, right? Right. So, And to get to know a little bit about our history. So yes, years and years ago, I owned a video editing company called Burger Flipper Productions. And so that has kind of become an online handle for me over the years. And now it's old history, but I still keep the email and use the name. So anyway, there you go. There, there you go. Interesting. Yes, way back, way back in the early 90s, even so. Did they have video back then? Uh, actually, <laughs> that's funny, Christy. But no, we did not. We didn't use computers. We used machines and we were just transitioning to computers. So like Adobe um, Premiere and all this software was brand new. And everyone's getting to learn it. So, so there you have it. Way back, the way back meter. Let, so I wanted to let, forewarn you guys. I have come up with some questions because I thought it would be interesting for the people that listen to us to have the opportunity to just get to know these co-hosts a little more. And we often talk about the hosts or the, the guests. I mean, on the shows, right, and give some background, but not so much about us. So let me just kind of spin us through a few questions just for fun. Feel free to answer and and expand a little bit, and we're not going to take this first part too serious, and I will just go around the horn as I see it on my screen, and I may jump in and out of questions. I don't know if we want to ask it one question and have everybody answer it, so I may just kind of run us in and out of these as we go. So first question, Christy, if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Bread. Absolutely would be bread. (laughs) What a kind? really nice, crusty on the outside, soft and warm on the inside. That's what I would eat. Nice. Butter, peanut butter. What goes on it? Who cares? Anything. <laughs> it's all about the bread. Marie, you're shaking your head. Are you bread? What would you eat? What I had bread for lunch today, but usually, no, I, I don't eat bread. It's not been my friend lately. Ah. All right. Allie, how about you? If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? And why? Uh, that would be my guilty pleasure, which is white cheddar popcorn. I love mm. it so much. Oh, yeah. do you make it or do you buy it? Oh, I buy it. And it's okay. right. and it's yeah. not real cheddar and it's, yeah, delicious. Yes, absolutely. I'm not a cheddar popcorn person myself. I'm more of a butter popcorn, but I, I do see the cheddar around my house from time to time. And I wonder who bought it. I don't know who brings it in, but but it's allowed, so... Uh, Mark, how about you? 
if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? Oh man. Um, I'm kind of, it's kind of a toss up between either a really fresh, good uh, Minnesota honey crisp apple mm. or um, smoked brisket from a really good barbecue joint. But if you could only take one, which one would it be? Could I have maybe a smoked, maybe a smoked honey crisp apple from a good barbecue <laughs> joint? Sure. That, okay. Okay. That'll work. That'll work. Is the honey crisp the apple that was created at the University of Minnesota? It, is. it was. It is. Yes. Okay. All right. Good. That's always a nice little piece of Minnesota. Um, you know, uh, what's trivia. the word I'm thinking of? Trivia. Uh, trivia. Yes. Trivia. Along with where does, if you're outside of Minnesota, people don't know what 3M means either. <laughs> so if you're outside of Minnesota, that's a great trivia question. What does 3M stand for? So it, Does everyone know what it stands for or am I? That would, that, <laughs> yes, that would be Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing. Yes. That's right. That's right. Okay. So we're all Minnesota nerds here. We're all, we all know our Minnesota trivia very, very well. Okay, let's go Let's go to a new question here for Gay. Gay, let's just talk about what's the last thing you read and why were you reading it and what did you learn? Oh, no, I was all set to answer the food question. Um, oh, well, give that one a run too. Yeah, <laughs> and then I'll think about books. Well, if I could only eat one thing, I would eat, I would eat macaron, the, the little wafer sandwich cookies that are kind of meringues with filling because they come in like so many flavors. So you can just have, still have all the flavors, but only eat macaron. So it's more like a food group really than it's like its own food group. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. Do you want to jump into the book question then? What are you reading? Yeah. Now I have to, now I have to think of what I've been, um, you give me a moment. Come back to me. All right. All right. Let's circle back around to Christy here. Christy, what are you, what are you reading and why? Um, well, I just finished the William Kent Kruger, Cork O'Connor series. Well, the, the first book in the series. Um, I read Tenderland last summer and just totally fell in love with William Kent Kruger and got to meet him at an author speak recently. So I decided his series the cork o'connor series and i wanted to start from the beginning so i read lightning strike he's a minnesota author and do you oh, recommend yeah, it's a minnesota thing oh love absolutely love mm -hmm. it's a great book oh excellent thanks for that gay, you, gay are you ready to go on the book question or you want you want you want more time i've also been reading a, a book i never read as a kid which is Anne of Green Gables. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And and I absolutely love it. So it's a it's, it's a really fun indulgence. Great. Cool. I don't think I've ever read the books. I know I had to had, I guess I should say, I was forced to watch the TV show with my daughter. Mm -hmm. It was kind I'm of a thing. And she was like, you will watch this with me. And, and it was great. It was really good. Marie, what are you reading? Yes, right now I'm reading Grit by Angela Duckworth, mm -hmm. The Power of Passion and Perseverance, which 
is excellent and it brings together a lot of different ideas and philosophies that you probably have heard of elsewhere into one succinct package, which I'm really, really enjoying. Excellent. Allie, how about you? What are you reading? Uh, I recently finished Woman in the Window. Um, they actually made it into a Netflix movie, which didn't do the book justice. I don't feel like the movies ever do as well as sure, the books. Yeah. But And now I'm actually reading um, a book about Norse mythology, just mm. because I find it interesting. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Isn't that, do you guys do that? I mean, if I read a book and then I watch the movie and when I see the movie, I still see what I created in my mind. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. And I'm like, no, that's not the way. Oh, no, <laughs> no, that was me. I made that up. Never mind. Yeah. That's not the way that's. I've no, had to I'm... stop watching things because of that. Like <laughs> they made it into a Netflix series and I watched the first episode and I was like, that is wrong. No, yeah. I can't do it. Yeah, that person's to too tall. <laughs> that's, to not, that's not who that person was. <laughs> yeah, really. Mark, how about you? What, do you? what are you up to? What are you reading? So I'm reading a book right now called Minnesota 1918. And it's mm -hmm. a kind of a historical yeah. account of... Um, you know, what was, uh, what was happening, uh, in our state. And the subtitle of the book is called when w flu fire and war ravaged the state. And, uh, mm -hmm. obviously it was the end of world war one. You had the 1918 flu pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, uh, and then there had been terrible, uh, devastating forest fires up near Moose Lake and Cloquet. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I, I think the thing that strikes me is, you know, there's so, Many of the things that divided us back then are still the things that divide us now, but even better, the things that brought people together and the goodness um, in people, uh, you know, those things happened back then and and can, and still happen now. So um, it's uh, it's interesting, I guess, just to see how, uh, you know, history sometimes does. Uh, it, I think the saying was it doesn't always repeat itself, but it rhymes. Um, and this book is right. uh, certainly, I think, uh, a good example of that. It's a lot of interesting Minnesota history that I didn't know. Yeah. How cool is that? And we just did a podcast episode on Goodreads. And so now my list is getting even longer as I'm kind of trying to make these mental yeah. notes of. Looks like of, this uh, here. So. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Carl? Uh, you know, I am in the middle of a really exciting read right now. The American Psychology Association Publication Manual. Because I'm working through a master's degree, and this is a required read. Super fun, super mm -hmm. inspiring. Every it makes Anything me really makes me read. Manual and yeah. screams must read. Oh man, <laughs> absolutely. Although I would have to admit, I have become fascinated by leadership books written by Navy SEALs. I don't know why. But I've been reading, you know, there's the way of the seal. Because and... they're badasses, Carl. Yeah, That's yes. <laughs> Yeah. And I just, I'm like, oh my gosh, do these people really think these deeply about every little decision they make, mm -hmm. you know, and all this and, and uh, smooth is fast and all these sorts of little concepts that they operate by. And I read it and I think, hmm, I'm obviously not smart enough to be a Navy SEAL. So, <laughs> but I'll see what I can learn. So life and death. They've got, oh, yeah. they've got to be smart and super and resilient. People, right. Yeah. So, okay. So business books, fiction, um, more like if you like academic research, I mean, what, just in curious, just to all of you, like, what's your genre? What do you, if you could pull whatever off the shelf, what's it going to be? Anything you want it to? 
I like health and personal development myself and then also just other fluffy things to for something fun in between my nonfiction reading. I enjoy uh, history, biographies, and um, and historical fiction. Oh, interesting. Anybody else? Feel free. Throw it out there. Yeah, I gra- despite the fact I'm reading a, a children's book right now, I, I do gravitate towards history, nonfiction, biography, and and folklore. Really cool. I think I have a tendency to gravitate towards like these uh, leadership books and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Kind of like what Marie was getting at the self personal development type books and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, but I have to admit I can be a nerd and I do like reading uh, like research and, and that sort of stuff too, which is kind of a weird thing. But... Somebody's got to do it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so here's an, here's a, here's an interesting question for you guys. And, and I, I don't know exactly how to phrase it, but I'm curious. Uh, do you have like a confidence outfit or a tie or like when you need to, I know like we're, we're not, some of us are planned giving and we don't do maybe a lot of fundraising, but if you talk to fundraisers, they'll say, when I've got to get this donation and I know it's go time, I've got a suit, a tie. or whatever. So I'm curious, do you have your an outfit? And if you do, what does it look like? And how why is it why is it like the the tie or whatever that makes you feel like yes this is this is confidence day it's a good question i have a colleague that's really into color and choosing the color of his attire for such situations So that's interesting, but you don't have anything, Marie. You don't have. Like I've a been go-to. getting into white lately because I have no white. Ah. Huh. And white, I think, looks really flattering on everyone. I agree. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, right. So I'm, I'm curious if maybe I should get a white suit and just well. try to wear it one day and see what people at the office think if I show up in a white. Maybe start with a polo or a sweater. <laughs> That's when it ease into it, right? It's a uh, Malcolm Gladwell bullets before cannonballs, right? I was gonna say I don't have an outfit at all. I definitely try to wear something that I feel good in and feel comfortable in because if you're not comfortable in what you're wearing, it'll come across. So, mm-hmm. which is good advice for everybody in our industry, so to say, right? I mm-hmm. mean, you do need to feel comfortable. With- not only would you feel comfortable in your own skin too, really, which is a mm-hmm. whole other. Like I have two ties. I have a really nice blue tie with stripes that I just am like, mm-hmm. this is the tie. And then my son brought me a tie. Not that I'm a tie collector, but he was like, I, he was in Scotland and he was visiting and he was like, this is all I can find for you. And I felt like so dumb buying my, tata, my dad a tie. It sounds so cliche, you know, but I bought it for you. So I have this tie from Scotland and, it's, and I feel like. This is a nice looking tie too. So I go, those are my go-to equipment on days when I've got to get it done. And it nice. makes something. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. A little bit of confidence. How about, how do you guys spend your days off? What do you guys like to do when you're not, when you're not working? What, where do you go? What do you do? What's fun? 
Well, uh, two weeks ago, I went up to the Boundary Waters with uh, some college buddies of mine, and that was uh, just an absolute blast. Uh, so much fun. And I'm going back to the Boundary Waters um, next week with uh, some high school friends. And we uh, that's an annual trip that we do every year. So uh, as you can tell, I enjoy camping. My wife and I enjoy camping. We have a, a travel trailer. Um, enjoy spending time out in the yard, gardening, um, learned how to do canning this summer. So, uh, that's kind of been a new, a new new thing. So, uh, yeah. Um, and we like to just be on the water, you know, whether it's canoeing or kayaking, um, stuff like that during the summertime. Well, I just moved to Rochester in April. So I have been spending my weekends trying out all of the amazing restaurants here and hiking around and just getting to know the area. It's been awesome. So much fun. Welcome back to Minnesota. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Anybody else? Well, my go-to, yeah, my, our, my go-to getaway is probably where I am right now, which is our family's cabin on Lake Superior. Um, There's, just so much beauty around here and we really enjoy getting out to hike driving up along the shore to visit little places we haven't been before going to the different state parks and we the cabin's situated right on the lake so just seeing how the lake behaves every day and how it changes every day right out our window it's pretty cool excellent and you're up there where the wi-fi is challenging i suppose just 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 a bit yeah but we we've we've been troubleshooting that for a little while now (laughs) gay are you on the north shore uh minnesota are you on those over on the wisconsin side oh on the on the north side the lake the north shore side yeah nice Uh, and not too far from beaver bay and split rock lighthouse oh yeah (laughs) well gay i didn't know you were you now you've got a cabin up there or you live up there Oh, it's our family's cabin. Okay. All right. Yeah. Family cabin. Yep. Nice. Really nice. But every time we're up here, we say we would kind of like to live here. Why go back? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the hard part. Maybe let's just go around the horn one more time, just so everybody that's listening would know just really quick. Uh, your name and who you work for, you know, kind of that quick bio statement that, you know, that you might offer sometimes that I think is on the podcast from time to time, but maybe people haven't ever really got to hear about all of us. So I'll just, how about I'll just guide us around in the order of everyone, you know, uh, on the screen here again. So we'll start with Christy next online. So go for it, Christy. All right. So my name is Christy Ackley um, and I own Fairwinds Consulting. What else do you want to know, Carl? Mic drop. <laughs> yeah, right. My name's Christy. What do you do there? What? Okay. So I, I consult mostly for nonprofits, any kind of organizational development, fundraising development, um, leadership development, you know, really help with the strategy that an organization might need to achieve whatever their next goal is. Excellent. Gay, how about you? You want to give us a little bio? Absolutely. So I'm a development officer at the Food Group, which is a small, local, independent food bank and hunger program in the Twin Cities. 
So we're pretty small. We have about 50 employees altogether. Um, and so my role encompasses a wide range of work under the development or advancement umbrella. Excellent. Mark. Uh, so I am a major gift officer at Augsburg University, a uh, private liberal, liberal arts university, uh, Lutheran affiliated in, um, in downtown Minneapolis. And yesterday I just celebrated my two-year anniversary with Augsburg um, and really my two-year anniversary in the profession of fundraising. Uh, prior to that, I had been in the pharmaceutical industry for about 32 years, retired at the end of 2018. Uh, you know, having done various sales, marketing, and field sales management roles. Uh, so uh, really enjoying uh, being in fundraising and find it uh, very meaningful and, and uh, it's work that I hope to be doing for, uh, for some time. Awesome. Awesome. Marie. Thanks. So kind of the opposite of Mark, after 20 years in the nonprofit and fundraising field, I moved over to financial services where I help our clients at Wells Fargo turn their money into meaning. So we have a lot of conversations about values and how they want to show up in the world and then translate that into tax efficient philanthropic strategies that we help them implement. Awesome. So I have a, an awesome job, the best job at a bank for sure. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Allie, go for it. Yeah. I'm Allie Schneider and kind of, as Marie said, the opposite, she was the opposite of Mark. I'm the opposite of Marie where I used to work at us bank and I've now been at animal humane society as the plan giving officer for seven years. Um, since I work at animal humane society, I have to say that I have a cat. He's about four years old and, um, <laughs> basically also a dog. He's crazy, but <laughs> I do love working. Cat dog. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I have awesome. a dog cat. Dog cat, <laughs> cat dog. Two different species, by the way. <laughs> I have a cat knocking over my microphone right now. That's right. Cats love, cats seem much more likely to get into people's Zoom meetings than dogs. I feel like that's, I'm just saying, throwing that out, but you know, it's feel like I've met a lot more cats than I have dogs. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, so I'm Carl Newbanks and I'm the grants and development manager at the initiative foundation. And there I do a lot of grant writing and a lot of grant management and uh, also manage our fundraising team. Cause we do some kind of just standard uh, fundraising asks and campaigns and things like that for our endowment and for some of the other funds that we work with. Uh, before that, I worked for United Cerebral Palsy, and before that, the United Way, and before that, I was actually a youth, college, and young adult pastor for 22 years. So, uh, super, super fun. How old uh, are you, Carl? That's like, like 38. Four, um, that's 38, like four. 39, <laughs> something years old. <laughs> and you own your own video Yes, company in the also? midst of my own video company. It was busy years, busy years, but uh, but that's okay. And I have five kids, so so that makes it even better. I think five, four, three, five. I think. five I think. 
Well, I just want to say, I wish we could just hang around and, I mean, I know we're, it's a podcast and, you know, we've got limited time, but if we could just, it would be great for, to, I would love to learn more and more about you guys. I feel like we know each other and we chat, but uh, I, we don't have time for it today, but boy, it would just be great to hear more about your history and your stories and, and everything. I know you guys have great history and, and just great things that you've accomplished, but um, I'm sad to have to cut it off and move on to another uh, question here, but let me just give you something rapid fire. All right. And I'll give you a second to think about it. I want to go around the, the, the room here, so to say, and ask you to describe the leave a legacy podcast in three words. All right. So a little bit of time to think and just kind of formulate here. This is a challenging one. And now all of a sudden I'm thinking, Oh, I came up with this question, but I haven't figured out what my, what my uh, three words are. But uh, I guess mine might be four. We'll let you include like the and of, and we won't count those. Okay, so three major, three descriptive words. Other words can be included. So fair warning, I'm going to go the opposite direction. So we're going to go Allie, Marie, Mark, Gay, Christy. All right, so Mark, Gay, and Christy just got a breather. Just got to go. Okay, good. Allie, pressure, pressure. I'm ready. All right, are you ready? Let's I'm ready. Leave a, the legacy of generosity podcast in three words. Things you've learned. Awesome. Marie. Volunteer led philanthropy. Mark. Informative, fun, quirky. Gay. The secret sauce of philanthropy. The secret sauce. Okay. I like it. Christy. Fundraisers, professional development. Nice. Yeah, I think I was, uh, I came up with covering all the bases. Mm. Covering all the bases. That's four, but you know, uh, so, <laughs> so good. Those are really, really interesting though. And I, and I think it, it's, it's kind of insightful to have to condense it down to that. And it reveals a little bit about how we're all kind of approaching this and what we feel like we're accomplishing. How about this, though, Allie? Have you had an episode that you really, really enjoyed being a part of? And maybe why? Uh, I would say probably, I think it's the most recent one that I've done. Um, we had a donor on to talk about their perspective. And I thought that was really interesting. And I knew her personally, but had never talked to her about these things, like how her relationship with my organization and others went and what she likes, doesn't like. So it was very interesting to hear from their perspective. Very cool. I just cool. ran into her at an event last week too. And she She's was great. really thrilled to have been on the podcast and said that friends had reached out to her and said that they had heard her. Aww. So she feels famous mm -hmm. and she thinks she should get an agent. She said. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it was nice. very sweet. And Susan is awesome. It was a great conversation. Yeah. We're just launching all sorts of like, you know, media careers here through our podcast, right? <laughs> Saturday Night Live of the podcast, we launch people's careers. Marie, do you have a favorite episode you want to talk about and why? I think the one that I've recommended the most since we've recorded it is the peer mentoring episode with Sarah Nathan, who mm -hmm. is now leading us a, a community foundation, but was a professor at Indiana. University Lilly School of Philanthropy, because I have a lot of nonprofits that I am engaging with as clients or just in the community. 
and everyone is looking for a way to be efficient and stretch their budget, I think encouraging peer mentoring can be very powerful and is probably key to retention, which we know that has, is an issue now um, mm-hmm. in the pandemic. And so I, I find myself bringing that one to the forefront most often. Really nice. Mark, how about you? For me, it was the, um, the conversation that I believe Gay and I had with Patrick Kirby. I'm just looking at his book here. Um, he was just, you know, uh, uh, so energetic. But I also just found his, his concept of um, being able to kind of get yourself centered no matter, you know, what day of the week it is by just hewing to this you know, if it's Monday, plan. If it's Tuesday, act. If it's Wednesday, document. Um, if it's Thursday, I think Thursday was thanking. Um, I, I forget exactly, but for me, that's been that's been really helpful. Um, you know, just since since I had a chance to uh, to interact with him, um, just you know, I can I can kind of you know fall back on that um, and uh, you know be able to get grounded real quickly for the day um, just by, by sticking with that plan or that mindset. Sure. Sure. Gay, what was your favorite episode and why? Well, I've only done the two episodes so far. I hope I get to do more too, but um, I would also say the one uh, with Patrick Kirby and it was just such a fun backstory because I had attended a workshop of his like, three or four or five years ago. And so I had to track him down, which was kind of a fun little adventure on its own. And um, the podcast also then um, transitioned and he did a separate uh, webinar for our Leave a Legacy as well, which just really gave it a little more momentum. So that, that was kind of fun. Excellent. Christy, we've come around to you. You know, honestly, I have loved all of the episodes. I think oh, they have been fantastic. So have we. So have we. But you got to pick one. Oh, I have one. I have one. But okay. I just had to say that because huh. they all have been really great. And so all of our listeners should go back and listen to every single one if you haven't That's listened right. to them yet. But one of my favorites was actually one of the first ones we did. It was called Building Relationships from a Distance. And I think, Carl, you were the one who knew the the person we interviewed. Um. And the reason I liked it so much was because we were still pretty, pretty early in the pandemic, you know, and thinking about how we were building these virtual relationships. And I just feel like it applies to all kinds of professions, not just planned giving, you know, um, any fundraiser, anybody building relationships could listen to that one and, and get some really good nuggets out of it. So that was probably the one I think more people should listen to than have listened to it. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm I'm just, I'm trying to remember. I feel like I should know this. How many have we produced? 24, 26? No, 20. This is our 25th podcast. 25th podcast. Yes. We are on season one or uh, episode one of season two. Episode one of season two. That's outstanding. Yeah. Did you guys think we'd get to season two? <laughs> no. I mean, I really always wanted to get to season <laughs> two for sure, but it's, it's, it's. I think it's the amount of I think the amount of content that we've been able to provide our listeners uh, to me is is uh, 
is is noteworthy. You know, uh, it's been yeah. a lot of variety and uh, some I think just some really, really great guests with you know, great ideas and experiences and stories. Um, I think also, you know, hopefully we're getting better at being able to, you know, ask the right questions and, and engage our guests in, you know, in dialogue and con- in, in conversations um, in maybe less of a, you know, stilted kind of Q and a sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So hopefully our listeners are finding that, you know, finding it to be, you know, each podcast to be more compelling and, and, um, entertaining and, and, uh, you know, holding their interest. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. I think we've covered a good spectrum of topics and yet still keep it contained. You know what I mean? Within within the field we really want to address. And, and that's been really cool. It's been fun to generate some of those ideas for sure. How about, what if I wanted to ask you guys, uh, Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, I feel like it's expanded my network of people and resources and perspectives from such a wide range of um, topics. And uh, it's just been really inspiring. Yeah, I'm curious what you guys are. Are you looking forward to anything in season two? Should we call it? (laughs) I mean, what are you guys looking for? What are we looking forward to? What are what's exciting about it? Well, I've got to say what I'm looking forward to is that we are getting better and that we have decided that in season two, we're going to bring more of ourselves into each episode um, and maybe be like Mark said, a little less stilted, a little less question and answers and just let the conversation flow. So I'm really excited about that. And I'm really, really excited about some of the topics that we have slated for the next few episodes. I think that this video tool might help with the conversation piece of it. If we decide to go this direction, that's probably not for Ty, but just as we're thinking about this, to be able to, like, I have a point to just Mm -hmm. not talk over each other, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking forward to bringing this more national, just more people's attention across the country. I don't think there's a lot of philanthropy podcast there's a few indiana university has one and there's another it's more wealth management that i follow but Mm -hmm. i feel like this has something to offer and maybe our guests should also then come from a broader area sure absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah i think i'm really looking forward to that too i just would love love to see us you know, expand that, expand that audience, you know, and gather more folks. Because I think with a lot of times I catch podcasts and even development type podcasts, but a lot of times they're just hooks for, they're just trying to hook you into an organization or a membership mm-hmm. or a thing, you know, mm-hmm. whereas we're not afraid to get on here. And if you want to listen for an hour, great, if not fine, but we're not afraid to get on and really talk about something deeply for 45 or 50, even 50 minutes. Mm-hmm and then make that available to folks. I think there's a lot of substance that is could help a lot of folks, you know, in doing what we're doing. And it's going to be neat to see if we can kind of spread that out and spread the word. And, um, you know, and Christy does marketing, right? It's like part of your consulting thing. Or no, I don't know. Do you do like <laughs> marketing and strategy? And We do the strategy. Yes, a little bit around that with marketing. We usually uh, 
bring in other consultants who can uh-huh. do like design and the actual writing of the marketing pieces. But yeah, we do have an audience in Colorado. So the Colorado Planned Giving Council, if any of you are listening from there, shout out to you. Thanks for following us. Yes, thank you. Welcome, Colorado. I did connect with them on LinkedIn, so that might be part of that. They've got a great executive director. They have a full-time staff. All right. That's Um, great to know. I uh, a different model than what we have. That's, uh, that's my second home. <laughs> yeah, so I am looking forward to, uh, I feel like as we keep going and find more speakers, we get more and more people learning about this that would want to speak on the podcast. So as I talk to people, they give me ideas, and I feel like we keep getting deeper into people who are experts in certain things like um, speaking to someone about um fundraising for us and how they include the community in everything that they do. So I'm excited Mm -hmm. to talk to her more on the podcast about that and how that, how we involve the donors as well as the community that we're serving as well, just as just the community that it's in. And so I feel like I learn as much as our listeners might learn when we talk to people. Mm -hmm. I would have to agree with that, man. I feel like I have learned so much being a co-host, not only from you guys, but from the, from the guests that come on the, you know, the episodes, man, I take notes and write myself ideas and notes and thoughts and things to include, you know, in my, in my work every time we do an episode. So, so valuable for me personally, for sure. Yeah. I I find that the, I, I think the podcast is kind of feeding on itself in a good way. You know, our speakers, you know, they're excited about it. They get out and uh, you know, push it out to their respective networks, and um, and it just continues to grow from there. And then that you know gets us connected to other potential guest speakers, um, and so and then in the process, we're all learning, uh, as is our audience, from you know from those those con- conversations. So I, I think the sky is the limit as to what this where this can go this next year, and I'm excited to see how it unfolds because there'll be surprises. There's going to be, there'll be things that'll come up that we have, we're not even anticipating now. And I, and I say that as, as good things, um, uh, I think. So uh, it'll be eager to see, you know, what, uh, what, what happens. Awesome. Well, Carl, I just have to thank you so much for hosting us today, helping us to have this conversation, get to know each other a little bit better and let our audience get to know us. And to our audience, thanks for sticking with us for a year. This has been so much fun. We're all volunteers learning on the fly. So thank you for sticking with us. We promise to bring fun and some just really insightful stuff going forward. Thanks so much for joining us today, for joining us in the podcast. If you haven't listened to all episodes, go back and listen to them because there's some really, really great information. And we'll catch you next time. Cheers, everyone. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Legacy of Generosity podcast. If you like what you've heard, please click subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. For show notes and access to other free educational content, visit leavealegacymn.org and click Resource Library. Consider joining us as a member of the Minnesota Gift Planning Association for Networking and Comprehensive Education. 
and connect with us on LinkedIn to share your feedback. Make it a great day.